There's consistency in his relationship with the Lord so that when the enemy comes up against him, he consistently continues to do what he has always done. Oh, that we would be consistent in our walk in faith with the Lord. Hi, I'm Lori Harp, and this is my podcast. Like most women, I wear many hats. I am a nurse, a wife, a mother, a friend, an encourager, but most importantly, I am a child of the Most High God. For many years, I believed the struggles I faced were because I was doing something wrong. I would hate myself for not being perfect. Then one day, someone told me God loves me where I am. Yes, we all face struggles and we all have things to overcome, but with God, all things are possible. In this podcast, I want to unpack the many issues facing women today. There is nothing in this life, no mistake, no flaw, no scar that is too much for God. So grab a cup of coffee, sit back, let's discuss real life issues through the lens of God's love. Get ready, let's harp on it. Welcome back to Harp Audit Podcast. I'm Lori Harp, your host. I hope this week has been really great for you guys. It's been a very busy week for me. I have done a lot of algebra this week. I have to tell you that I am very pleased with myself in remembering the quadratic equation and how to work that out. I am no good whatsoever at linear equations, and I have decided that that is okay. I am going to leave that to the professionals, and I am okay with that. Um, this week I was able to do a book signing and that was delightful. It was a very small gathering, but I was able to give my testimony and sign a few books and it was just a precious experience for me. Later on this week, we have a wedding that we get to go to. It's going to be very exciting because it is a black tie affair. So the harps get to get gussied up and go celebrate and dance. And that's always fun. Not to mention the fact that the Sabbaters are coming up from Houston. And I always delight when my kids are coming up from Houston to stay with us for the weekend. And I love when my whole family is together and we can just celebrate and have good family time. This week, as I got ready for my podcast, I really wanted to hone in on sharing something that would really encourage you guys. And so I really dug into a lot of the scripture and really wanted to go deep and spend some time just edifying and lifting you up and encouraging you. And every time I kind of dug into the word, I just felt like the Lord wanted me to remind you that no matter where you're at or what you're doing or what giant you're facing, what lion is in your life, that the Lord is still in the business of closing the mouths of lions. Now your lion may be roaring for all it's worth and the roar may be loud and it may be scary and it may seem like you're not going to get past this moment. It may be a lion that is uh, financial in nature. It may be a relationship that is broken. 
it may be work, it may be many, many other things, but the Lord wants to remind you that he is still in the business of closing lion's mouths. He's still in the business of calming storms, and he's still in the business of making a way where there seems to be no way. I think sometimes we get so wrapped up in the chaos of our everyday lives that we forget the magnificence of the God that we serve. Our God is not limited by what we see in our life. God is a God of miracles and so many times we forget that and so today I wanted to go back to the Old Testament and relive one of his miraculous stories and re-infuse our lives with some of what he tells us through this story and, and remind us that God is still in the business of doing miraculous, amazing things in our lives because he is the same today as he was yesterday and as he will be tomorrow. I am taking my scripture um, today from Daniel chapter 6 and actually I'm using the entire uh, chapter. I love Daniel because he's such an upstanding citizen. A lot of the characters in the Bible seem to have so many flaws that are evident and I can kind of relate to them a little bit more but Daniel is so upstanding and he does the right things at the right time, but he still has a lot of obstacles to overcome. Not necessarily because of things that he does, but because of the people around him bring attacks against him. And this story is in that same very situation where this story is based on a direct attack by the people around him. Daniel is um, in Persia, and he is under King Darius. King Darius is over the kingdom in Persia, and in this kingdom, he has what they call satraps, or satraps, and he has about 120 of them. From what I can understand, these are kind of like councilmen or governors over a territory. There's 120 of them, and these 120 um, governors or councilmen answer to three other governors. And those of those three governors, one of them is Daniel. And these 120 satraps or councilmen are not happy with Daniel because it sounds like as I'm reading this scripture that there is possibility that Darius is even considering that he will put all 120 of these people under one governor and that the one governor may possibly be Daniel. And so as we go into here it says it pleased Darius to set over the kingdom 120 satraps to be over the whole kingdom and over these three governors of whom Daniel was one. 
and the satraps might give account to them, so that the king would suffer no loss. Then Daniel distinguished himself as governors and satraps, because he was of excellent spirit, and the king gave thought to setting him over the whole realm. So Darius is considering putting Daniel over the whole kit and caboodle. So the governors and satraps sought to find some charge against Daniel to keep this from happening. So they dig in to try and find some devious little information that they can to keep this from happening. The problem is they can't find anything going on in Daniel's life to bring him down. There's no dirty little secret that they can come up with to bring to Darius to keep Daniel from being put in this position. So they decide that since they can't find any fault in Daniel, that they say, we shall not find any charge against this Daniel unless we find it against him concerning the law of his God. So they know that the only Achilles heel that Daniel has is his service to God. His service to God Almighty is the only Achilles that Daniel has because Daniel will do nothing that compromises his service to the Lord. So these governors go to, these these satraps and, and governors go to King Darius and they say, King Darius, you're fabulous. You're wonderful. And of course, I'm paraphrasing. And and they say, you're so wonderful that you should set out a decree that says nobody should bow their knee to anybody else but you for the next 30 days. And you should set it in a decree that it is a sign in writing so that it can't be changed um, under the law, under the Medes and the Persians, so it can't be altered. So they're not only setting Darius up to set out this decree, but they're making it so he can't change it because they know that Darius loves Daniel. And if put in the situation, they know that Darius will just change the law so that it won't affect Daniel. But so they, they set into motion this process so that when they catch Daniel and, and they make it so that when it happens, Darius can't back out. So we see in chapter uh, 6, verse 10, and on through 17, that Daniel hears about this decree, and he goes on about his business as though nothing has been decreed. There's been no law. There's no been, been no action. Daniel goes back to his home, and he goes and he raises his window, and he bends his knee, and he thanks the Lord, and he worships the Lord, three times a day, thanking the Lord for everything that he has done for him as he has always done. And he does it the same way as he always has. And this is important because we need to realize that Daniel has not changed his pattern. He continues to do what he has always done. He's always worshiped the Lord three times a day in the same manner. He didn't change that up. And because of that, these men that set the trap 
go and they stand outside of Daniel's house and they see him doing what he has always done. So then they run to King Darius and they say, King Darius, didn't you set out this decree saying that nobody could bend their knee to anybody but you? King Darius says, well, yes, in fact, I did. And so then they said, oh, well, Daniel has. Look, look, Daniel is bowing his knee and saying he, you know, look, he bowed to his king. And he did it not once, but three times a day. And so the king heard these words and he was greatly displeased with himself because he realized that he had been tricked to setting this, this decree out and he set his heart on Daniel to deliver him. Remember, they also knew that Darius would try to deliver him, but they had made a way where he couldn't. And so he labored till the going down of the sun to deliver him. Darius tries every way that he knows how to get Daniel out of this predicament, but he can't. Then these men approached the king and said, Know, O king, that the law and the Medes and the Persian, that there is no way out. You can't get out of this. So the king sends out the command and he says Daniel has got to go to the lion's den so he takes him down to where the lion's den is and he says to Daniel I hope your God can save you because that's the only hope we have now so he puts him in the den and he rolls a stone over the den and he seals it with his signet ring and then the king goes back to the palace and he is distraught He's so upset because these men have connived him into putting Daniel into the lion's den. Now, they want him in the lion's den because they want him dead. Because they don't want him promoted into a position over all of them. So, because of that, they want to just kill him so then he can't be over them. So, their evil is trying to get Daniel killed. So the king goes back to the palace. He doesn't eat. He doesn't sleep. He doesn't have any entertainment. He just laments for his friend. He is so upset. So when the sun comes up, he runs to the den lamenting for Daniel. And he cries out and he says, he says, Daniel, are you alive? And Daniel says, O king, live forever. My God sent his angel and shut the lion's mouth so that they have not hurt me because I was found innocent before him, him who being God. And also, O king, I have done nothing wrong before you. So remember, Daniel is is saying here, I haven't done anything wrong, Lord. I didn't I didn't do anything long before the Lord because I continued to serve my God the way I've always served my God. And I didn't do anything wrong before you, Darius, because King Darius, they tricked you to put this law out there. And even though they tricked you, I didn't do anything wrong because I still did what I always had done. Then Daniel said to the uh, king, live forever. Or, so then um, the king, excuse me, I'm sorry. The king um, was glad for Daniel and commanded that they should get the him out of the lion's den. And then da- Daniel was taken out. And um, so every man that had was found to have come against Daniel in that situation um, was then thrown into the lion's den and also their wives and their children 
and then the lions overpowered them and broke their bones into pieces before they even hit the 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 ground in the den meaning that those lions were hungry in other words there wasn't a natural reason why those lions did not eat daniel the angel of the lord truly stopped the angel uh, truly stopped the lions from eating daniel and that showed that when the other people were thrown into the lion's den because it wasn't just because the lions weren't hungry that they didn't eat daniel it further demonstrated the miraculousness of this miracle that took place so darius goes on to honor god and pays homage to daniel's god that god is the real true god and he goes on to say that god is the dominion that will last forever and that god is the one that delivered daniel from the lions so I want to take a few minutes and just talk about a couple of things. First, Daniel did not waver in his faith. Daniel continued to do what Daniel knew to do, which was worship and serve God. We would do well to pay attention to Daniel's faithfulness to the Lord. Daniel's faithfulness to the Lord was not contingent upon the circumstances around him. His relationship to the Lord was strong enough that when circumstances were difficult, it did not impact how he served the Lord. Sometimes in our life, if our relationship with the Lord is not strong enough and circumstances become difficult, we tend to move away from the Lord because we don't have a strong enough relationship with Him. We have to make sure that our relationship with the Lord is consistent and strong all the time. So then when the waves come crashing over us, when the lions are roaring, when the fire is burning, when the storm is rough, we can consistently have that relationship with the Lord. We don't run and hide based on the circumstances. Instead, we can stand fast and know that our relationship with the Lord is strong. We can be faithful in how we serve the Lord because the Lord is true to us in season, out of season, in the storm, and out of the storm. Daniel was faithful to the Lord when there was no storm so that when it came time that the storm hit, Daniel was still faithful. It is important to have consistency in our walk with Christ so that when the storms hit, we can be consistent during that time as well. It is hard when we walk through our lives and we are like little toddlers and we're like okay we're strong we can walk on our own we let go of the father's hand and we're like we got it we got it we got it and then all of a sudden something comes up and we're like oh god grab his hand i need you i need you i need you and you want to hold the father's hand and then as soon as things start easing up and they get nice and they're smooth walking then we let go of the father's hand and we're like no i don't need you anymore i'll walk on my own so I find that in my walk, I have to be consistent uh, 
even when things are easy in my life. It is easy to feel comfortable in your own abilities when things come easy. When things are running smoothly, it is easy to feel like you have some amount of control in your life. What do I mean? Well, so if I'm cruising along and I'm able to pay my bills and things are running pretty smoothly, I feel like, hey, I'm doing the do. I'm working, I'm paying my bills, things are running pretty smoothly. I'm doing it, right? Ultimately, that's not a true statement. The reality is that all of my things are coming from God. God gives me the ability to work. God gives me the health to be able to get up and go to work. God gives me the smarts to be able to do my job. He gives me everything that I need to accomplish my job. But when things are running smoothly, I may lean back on my own abilities thinking that I somehow am accomplishing the things that I am doing to be able to do what it is that I'm doing. But that is a lie that the enemy wants to tell me. And so what I have to discipline myself into realizing is that every good thing comes from the Lord. And so when I get up in the morning, I have to remind myself that Thank you, Jesus, for giving me the health to get up this morning so that I can go to work, so that I can make a living. Thank you for the job that you gave me so that I can go to work and I can have a job and I can make a living. Thank you for the money that you brought into my house. Thank you for the provision in order to feed my children. Thank you for the health of my children. All of those things come from the Lord. But if I'm not careful, myself confidence, my arrogance, my cockiness can rear its ugly head and I can start thinking, look what Lori did. Look how smart she is. Look how wonderful she is and look what she did. Well, then when the storm comes in and I am trying my best to stand in my Loriisms, in my Lori ability, I can't stand up against the storm. So then I'm grappling for the Father. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. If I would learn to be disciplined and staying in tune with the Father and having that relationship with the Lord all the time, then I'm not having these peaks and valleys as we go through this relationship. Daniel shows us that consistency that levelness. There's consistency in his relationship with the Lord so that when the enemy comes up against him, he consistently continues to do what he has always done. Oh, that we would be consistent in our walk in faith with the Lord. Second, really, and actually it's just second and third point are kind of the same thing. Allowing to God to fight our battle and allowing God to shut the mouth of the lions. These are kind of the same, they're kind of the same point, and I kind of did them point one, two and three. First Peter 5 8 says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your enemy, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he can devour. This verse has always been really scary for me. 
I think it's the words of it that make me feel a little bit of trepidation. It makes me feel like this big old lion is just coming to eat me. Now, please hear me when I say I have great respect for the enemy in which we battle against. I at no point in my life am going to stand up and goad the enemy that we fight. It does me no good to do so. But at the same time, I know that my King, my Savior, my Lord, Jesus Christ, went down into the pits of hell and defeated the enemy that we fight. And so I know that when I battle, the Lord battles on my behalf. And so when we go into the lion's den with Daniel and we see that the Lord shut the mouths of the lion, I want to take a little look here real quick. So when we look at 1 Peter 5, 8, and we see this adversary, the roaring lion, I want to take a moment. The roaring lion is the one that sits up on the hill and makes all the noise, okay? And he roars so that the prey gets scared and they run off into the lioness's den or into the pack of the lionesses so they can hunt. We all know that the lionesses are the hunters and the big old roaring lions are the ones that are old. They don't run very fast, but they make a lot of noise. So they scare the prey into the hunters. The enemy makes a lot of noise. If we allow the Lord into our lives in those moments when we're in the battle and we tell the Lord, Lord, I need you to shut the mouth of the lion. He can come into those moments and he can close down the mouth of the lion. He can shut off the roar. He can shut off the noise of the roaring lion. We are not in our abilities able to go toe-to-toe with our enemy. It's not in our nature. We are not at the same level. But God can fight for us. God can shut the mouth of the lion. And I want you to understand that when the angel of the Lord goes in and shuts the mouth for Daniel... Daniel rests in that moment and he knows that God has it for him. He has the faith to know that God's going to take care of him. And I want you to know that in Isaiah 54, 17, the Bible says that no weapon formed against us will prosper. When we set out on these battles and we are up against the enemy, we know that God is battling on our behalf, that we have to have faith in that process and know that God is going to take care of us. Sometimes the roar of the lion or the noise of the world or the overwhelming of the battle is so loud and we get so fearful from what is happening that if we can just take a moment and sit down in just a quiet moment and just tell him Lord can you shut the mouth of the lion and stop the roar stop the noise I'm fearful I'm scared give me peace Lord give me give me 
hope. Give me all of the things that I need to battle in this battle. Lord, I need you. God says that he is faithful to complete a good work that he's begun in us until the return of Christ. God says that he is faithful to do this. Because of that, we live from faith to faith to glory to glory. In other words, we live from opportunity to stretch our faith to moments of victory. We do not have the liberty to sit in victory and stay in victory. We have to come back down off the mountaintop and go back into another opportunity to stretch our faith. Because of that, we are constantly in this battle mode or in this lion's den or in the storm or in the fire. But the amazing, wonderful, exciting news is that the Lord is there with us. And he is with us throughout the battle. And he is still in the business of calming the storm, of closing the mouth of the lion. He is still right there with us. This is not a God up in heaven that is not with us. He is completely with us and walking through this with us. One of my favorite pictures or poems is that of footprints. And it talks about how uh, this person was walking on the beach and he says, Lord, you know, we're walking beside each other. And then there were times that there was only one set of footprints. Why would you leave me? And and in the poem, the the Lord answered him. He said, I didn't leave you. Those were times that I carried you. And so in our lives, when we have these really difficult times where we can't do it on our own and we can't battle on our own, we have a God that's going to come in and he's going to carry the burden and he's going to fight for us and he's going to battle for us and he's going to be there for us. The Bible says that the Lord cares for us. And I believe that that doesn't mean he cares about us or that he cares. I believe that he cares for us. So when we can't care anymore, like we're at the end of our rope and we just don't have it in us to even bring up enough emotion to care. God comes in with his grace and his mercy and his love and he picks up the pieces and he picks us up and he cares and he carries us the rest of the way that we need to go. As you go into the battles of this week and as you go into the battles of next week, I want you to remember that you serve a God that still shuts the mouths of lions. He is not a God that stopped doing the miraculous. He still does the miraculous. He still battles on your behalf. He loves you. He died for you. He cares about you. And if you come to him, he will help you through whatever it is you're battling. I love you guys. Have a great week. Thank you all so much for tuning in today. 
If you want to stay in the know for all things Harp Ministries, check out our website at harpministries.org. In there you'll see the latest episodes of Harp On It, upcoming events, and our newly released book entitled How Can I Leap Tall Buildings When I Can't Get My Tights On. Thank you again for tuning in today. See y'all next week.